welcome to Moves That Matters. I am your host, Dr. Clyde Posley, and we are delighted to have you with us today. I have a special guest with us today, one of our city's leading millennial mission workers, social activist, and child of God. And she's going to help me introduce a major component of, of my show, Moves That Matters, that deals with millennials on the move and what we can do as a culture in the Circle City to help uh, our millennials not only serve the Circle City here in Indianapolis, but to broaden their approach and affect uh, the country and even the world. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity to have our guest, and we'll talk a bit about that later. I want to remind you that you can get episodes of the show, Moves That Matter, with Dr. Clyde Posley on uh, com. You can go to uh, you, my YouTube uh, uh, channel. Uh, you can go to the, uh, the podcast, the purple icon on your iPhone. Uh, you can contact me at Dr. Clyde Posley at com. And uh, if, you, if you'd like for me to come in and kind of talk more specifically about some of the things that we discuss on this show. I'm looking forward uh, to hearing from you. Again, that website is drclyaposley.com. You can get information about teaching curriculums that I have, uh, uh, dealing with males and, and uh, diversity training for corporate training. But you can also uh, get access to my latest book, which is More Than Icons and Images, Uncovering the Hidden Protest Narrative of the Black Athlete in the 21st Century. Now, interestingly enough, I was uh, speaking with someone uh, not long ago about the book, and they and the person said to me, you know, Dr. Posley, uh, I, I appreciate uh, your book. I'm going to buy it, but I'm kind of surprised that, that, that your first book wasn't uh, a theological book or wasn't a, uh, a book about some of the things, the major topics I've heard you talk about relative to the Bible. And I explained to that person, uh, there is no separation between theology, sociology, and, and political protest. Uh, the, the problem is we think that the principles necessary for social justice are void of the Bible and theology. That's just not true. So you'll find a bit of that in the More Than Icons and Images book. But rest assured, I do have a, a book more theologically based coming out. And the title of it is Thou Art Peter, Uncovering the Relationship That Humanity Has with the Apostle Peter. And so we'll be talking about that later, but you can get the book More Than Icons and Images on Amazon.com. You can go to my website, DrClyaPosey.com. Whatever the case, let me say this. Thank you all for your viewership. The book is doing well on Amazon.com. Uh, the orders are happening. A lot of engagements are coming as a result of it. I'm getting an opportunity to speak at various places about political protests and what the role of black male and political voice is in our culture today. I will be right back with our special guest today who's going who's actually going to be a part of two of shows uh both today and next week and uh I'm excited to have her I'll introduce her and let her introduce herself in just a moment we'll be right back don't move we'll be right back I'm back, and I am excited to have the special guest with us today to help us further introduce this new segment of the Moves That Matter broadcast. I told you last week that I would be focusing a lot of my energy on millennials and millennials who are making a difference. I'm going to be having a More Than Icons and Images um, Serving Millennials Who Serve Others conference on the campus of IUPUI in September. Uh, but I also told you that I will be bringing a special guest in to help 
uh, who exemplifies what I'm trying to accomplish with the with assisting millennials and partnering and fellowshipping with millennials. And her name is Miss Ashley Garvitz. Hello. Hi. Glad to you? have you. Great. Delighted Thank you for to have you here. Yes. I want to first of all start out by not only welcoming you but thanking you. Uh, for the tremendous job that you've been doing throughout the city. You, at, at this young age, you are already renowned for being a, um, a, a force in political uh, science and political, uh, uh, you know, movings and shakings here in the city. And so I appreciate you finding time, making the time uh, to come here and uh, kind of help what I'm doing and continue the march, the mission of what you're doing as well. Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, um, again, thank you so much, Dr. Very welcome. Mosley. My pleasure. I, um, I can tell you one thing is uh, after rededicating my life to Christ, mm -hmm. um, it was very important that I realize that not only is it the livelihood about what wakes me up every single day, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. to realize the learnings of life from those of my elders, those younger than me, my peers, um, plus the academic world, mm -hmm. that if I really wanted to be um, in full embraced of Christ, I mm -hmm. needed to embrace that of every aspect of my life. So um, I'm really, really thankful the current journey I'm on. Mm -hmm. So um, I can say this. I'm the typical millennial. Um, <laughs> okay, I, if you say so. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that just really includes, I think, one of the more things of millennials that aren't known. Mm -hmm. We're ready to do. And we're in my lens more so is ready to do and serve, mm -hmm. um, especially when we look at our generation as a whole, where we've been impacted by many things in society. Mm -hmm. um, I remembering some of my first memories where it was the the breakdown of we thought the end of the world would happen when the clock struck uh, in 2000 uh -huh. with AOL and that mm -hmm. whole world. Right. Then moving further on when we're seeing social injustices that um, have been taught and prepped from our family about, hey, this is how you have to do and live in society today. Mm -hmm. um, what is, what, well, let, me, let me ask you this. What are some of the things that you've done yeah. uh, just as a millennial yeah. uh, be, because it's important for you to work uh, be seen working as a millennial yeah so work-wise I uh, currently serve as the community development manager for Eastern Star Church's rock initiative mm -hmm. um, I think it's so important that what we know from a faith lens yes we do gather and we convene under one body of church under mm -hmm. the roof but it's more imp uh, important to take the practices we have and go outside the community to do so. How does the Rock Initiative do that? Yeah, so great itself. We are focused on four different areas, mm -hmm. of which one is just building a sense of community mm -hmm. in one of our most economically and socially deprived communities. Uh, technically, 10% of our unemployed is within this district mm -hmm. itself. So we 10% uh, of the uh, unemployed, unemployed in the state of Indiana. For the state of Indiana, mm. yes, yes. So with that, we're focused on um, not only gathering neighbors with fellowship, learning mm -hmm. opportunities, but we created a neighborhood association where we sponsor and helping build neighbor capacity from there. Wow. Um, we've actually, as well as a church, realized the importance we're never any good unless the essentials of a neighborhood are being completed as well. That's right. That's so right. Uh, we've fulfilled the goal of uh, creating a rock fresh market since the area itself was a food desert. Right, which in Indianapolis leads the country. Uh, yes. Uh, among what's considered large cities. In food deserts. Yes. Uh, this seems ridiculous, yes. but it's a reality. Major reality. Yeah. 
Um, and um, whether it's the market itself where it's, okay, providing access, it's a whole culture shift. Mm-hmm. And what better way than of Christ than to see how he serves us, let's allow us to be able to serve our neighbors. That's, a, so, that, that is, that is, that's the mission of the, of the church yes. uh, that, that many millennials have taken on. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what other things are you engaged in? Um, Quite a bit, yeah. yeah I know so, that. Yeah, um, I could say one of my, yeah, yeah. So one of my primary things, um, whether it's seen politically or not, mm-hmm. I just absolutely agree with the means of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, justice is so important because I think that if we're not fighting for others as much as God, you know, provides us ability to protect us from things right. that are unseen or not. Um, you know, what are we doing for the full kingdom body sure, and sure. for our brothers and sisters? One so. of the things I talked about um, on mm-hmm. last week's show was, uh, and I, I thought it was important, I thought it was a good point, how that so much, we, so often we do not serve the need as, as, uh, as uh, fellow humans. <clears throat> we don't serve the needs of people as they're presented to us, uh, and even in the area of justice, because we're so focused on mm-hmm. a person's background. Right. And so it, that focus often leads us into missing what's in front of us. You, you're not, you, you do serve um, a person's background when you're trying to bring justice to them mm-hmm. as a reality. But it's what's in front of you that's most important. It's after they've been incarcerated, uh, uh, sometimes unjustly, which brings me to another, uh, brings me to another point. Uh, how you know America? I was reading some statistics the other day. Indianapolis leads the country in income from ankle bracelets. Yes, that's 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 astonishing, and it's some information that our that our audience needs to know. Yes. What, what and, and and most of those people mm-hmm. are millennials. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think one thing as far as society as a whole, we're looking into our millennial aspect, is what are our opportunities. Uh, one thing in particular is when we're looking at the high school completion rate and we're seeing a dramatic drop off, um, whether it's access into trades and vocational opportunities, you have to see yourself uh, fully as a millennial. Like you can take charge and find yourself and purpose in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay if, for instance, what is on a standardized test that you don't go right into higher education. Now I'm going to say, choose an outlet to go into higher education, but find yourself in that world. Um, When we're seeing that of the privatizations of government, for instance, uh, Penn Products, right in our backyard of state Indiana, um, while they're advocating with that at the state house, mm-hmm. we have to, as millennials, where we're seeing our setbacks, barriers, be right there telling our stories that, you know, no longer can they go ahead and, you know, keep us from right. reaching and our exclude dreams Exclude us, nor should, we, nor should the millennials exclude themselves. Exactly. exactly. Yes. So let's, uh, let's, let's kind of jump in uh, by, by what is a millennial for our audience? Yeah, so a millennial itself, uh, depending on who you ask, um, it goes pretty much from like the mid '80s to 2000s. Then um, you got In the terms little of year of birth from year birth, of birth uh-huh. aspect. Yes, um, from an aspect from like the social lens mm-hmm. again. 
we've we've been impacted by the AOLs, uh, 9-11, uh, the economic breakdowns where uh, we've seen economy fail, and even, too, where, of course, like every generation, we're always going to be blamed for something. I guess that's yeah. the best way to put right. it. Um, I would really say when, you know, thinking about myself and my peers, many of us, I have no problem saying and very much spiritually connected will always be a part of the church. But I have some that live those elements, but they see that just in the everyday practice of their lives mm-hmm. out in the community and finding that philanthropic charge. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we are always there up to something. Uh, we've also embrace the idea where many of our families have been impacted by divorce at an early right, rate. Right. Yeah. So many are living now, traveling, right. doing, expressing, expressing that energy that is, that yeah. is, that is, um, essent- that is a com- the indigenous yes. uh, to, to being 18 to 38. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah Absolutely. Living, oh yeah. And yeah. I think to sum it up, it is, we are living life. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we're putting all aspect of what all of life has to offer, such as being uh, a family and mm-hmm. seeking the means of marriage and all of that. Of course, it's all the part of God's plan. But I think we're just making sure we have whole self before we're going into those next levels. That, that of brings life. me to, and I, I have a question mm-hmm. I want to ask you, but I can't have a sub, another question before sure. I ask this question. So, what would your response? Uh, Ms. Gervis, be to uh, the view that some hold that millennials don't know enough to be politically active, to lead cultures and communities because of your age, or because of what they and how people associate young age with lack of experience. What would your response be to that? The, the millennials not ready to lead. Oh, that's a total fallacy. Like, why? Why do you think that? Why? Um, because my political involvement actually really was ignited when Trayvon Martin happened. Mm. Um, I realized, um, of course, I knew to vote. Mm. I've always been more the one to speak out for the least lonely left out. You know, primary principle of you know faith and justice. Correct. So, mm. with it, I just remember being in a, the Indiana War Memorial downtown. Mm-hmm. Thousands of individuals. And I'm hearing, stand your ground law. Like, what is stand your ground law? And I'm like, okay, but I know it's bad. It's taking out people I love. It's putting fear into the people that feel like prosperity will be. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I remember the day from a political lens, I picked up the phone, called my elected official and was like, all right, we need no stand your ground law. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, where were you? And I just realized um, it was an aha moment that it was important for our involvement. And many right. of my peers, we are involved. We just maybe have a different channel about right. how it's seen. Sure. Um, but after hearing from an elected official, they were like, we were out there too. But followed up by the question, we need you to help us. Mm-hmm. It made me realize the importance of sometimes generations living in different silos mm-hmm. and that we have to come together have more to, come together. to uh, be able to educate. Actually, well. that, that, that leads me to the, the, the first question I wanted to ask you, and that was, what is the generational chain, a charge? Mm-hmm. What is it? What, are the, what is? What do you see the generational charge? How does it look like for millennials? Yeah. What is? What are they being called to do right now in this age? Yeah. Considering... Um, our current administration, uh, the the uh, the peril of the Affordable Care Act, um, 
you know, or, or mass incarceration and the baby step that, that this administration took toward uh, unfair sentencing. What do you think the millennial charge is right now? Yeah. Um, Prioritize that, if you will. Absolutely. Now, I would say from a, a biblical stance, right? Okay. When we're looking at the church, in Church of Corinth as a primary example, when mm-hmm. we're seeing that of kind of two bodies within the physical body of a church, mm-hmm. where you have Apollo of one lens and then Paul in another, mm-hmm. one was a, a water water of like the word that was being uh, proclaimed, mm-hmm. very charismatic, right? And another one was a seed planner by getting in the practices. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so I'd really say for millennials, our thing is just, I think, breaking up what is seen of um, like two bodies and us just being in our authentic self of what God made us to be. With that, I'd say that leads into from a like a justice aspect, Mm -hmm. like being okay to be yourself, Mm -hmm. fighting for others, but most importantly, how that's reflected is just living and fighting that, whether it's inside the church, Mm -hmm. outside the church. And just serving others. Are you? Are you? Let me ask you. So, are, are you suggesting that millennials have a role of bridging the gap? Absolutely. Uh, between the two. Yes. Uh, within the body of Christ. Yes. That, that, that's what I'm hearing. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. I, I, you know, often there's uh, this this notion that people only see the energy of uh, millennials mm-hmm. as disruptive, uh, but but you know, I believe. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I have history history to prove. Uh, that that the energy of millennials, when directed properly, has saved America's fiber. Yes. Um, the uh, SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee for the 60s, mm-hmm. all millennials. Tommy Smith, John Carlos, 1968 Metal Sand Protest, millennials. Yes. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, millennial. Yes. Thirty-three. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, and so and so uh, the 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 lunch counter sit-in at the Woolworth in, in in Greensboro, North Carolina, the bulk of the marchers across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, not all, but the bulk. John Lewis, at the time he was doing this, the congressman today, mm-hmm. millennial, yes. and so uh, I think one of the things we have to do, uh, uh, Miss Garvitz, is is to to work against the fear that is often present in society of the energy of the millennial. Yes. And, and millennials have to ha- have to also, uh, in turn, I think, um, those who do not, uh, listen to some of the principles from people who have done this because energy without principle can be dangerous. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'll just even say as a follow-up, I'm, I'm thankful for the examples you've given. And honestly, it is through not only the principle of learning what the importance of family um, mm-hmm. and diving into our own cultural enrichment, mm-hmm. that's important. Um, what gave me the activation to continue to fight the good fight was just looking within my own family. Mm-hmm. So um, after learning about Trayvon, the next thing is here I am energized and I'm going to my granddaddy and then within our family, he's like, yeah, like, you know, being a part of the last little like Buffalo soldiers, of course, mm. not the official group, but like he's like, I went from one battlefield to another. And 
that made me dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Then seeing a family member that was actually locked up with John Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just the normal 22-year-old. So political activism is in your family DNA and yeah. and, and, long, and uh, legacy. Yes, yes. Okay. And passing the baton. Passing the baton. And that mindset literally like sticks to me today. And I've been blessed to be able to identify that. And I think... The other level and commitment, I think, of millennials is if we've been able to do it, let's go create that opportunities for others Service. to identify theirs, too. Absolutely. Um, so it's been very important. Um, I'm thankful today I can still pick up the phone call. And if I'm having a bad day, I call my like, I, you know, the great cousins, they end up being the aunties. But I call my auntie, Auntie right. Francis, and I could have a discouraging day. And she's like, well, what you're experiencing is something I did. Right. And so with it, um, the encouragement from an intersection is there, I think, from wisdom, from um, innovation. So things that maybe didn't work for them. All mm-hmm. right. That's my new area to go try something sure. new and be you, OK. Let me to ask you change. this. That is, that's, that's good stuff. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Give me three areas uh, where you think millennials are challenge the most what 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 are the issues facing millennials today that you think are their 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 big the culture's biggest problem for millennials i would one say how we communicate our fight so i would say okay from a generational lens where we have um a fight Mm -hmm. where before it was we're standing in front of uh, a courthouse and we're giving word there all right, we can just go right from social media and say, this is not right. We are going to convene, you know, our troops on you from here. And then it has its lasting impact. From It, it scares some generations that maybe not, you, you know, inclined technologically. You think that how millennials communicate is one issue that, that, yes, so, that scares. Uh, yes, uh, so communication, um, I think also, too, um, are, we, we take pride in the authenticity and mm-hmm. identity of self mm-hmm. first, which could seem selfish. No, we're just trying to find who we are. And that, I think, check off the boxes mm-hmm. like, all right, by this year, you're going to get married. By this year, you're going to have kids. And we're, we're putting off some things which are should be a, you know generation things. Mm-hmm. But I think we're doing so not because we don't want those. It's just we have to take care of self first so it because it's like been absent. The, 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 there's a shift from the traditional, and, and that sometimes it frightens people. Yes, relative to that, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. And even and before you get to number three, you know, even even with the uh, artistic expression that is so um, mm-hmm. prev- uh, prevalent in among some, you yes. know, whether it's uh, uh, graffiti, mm-hmm. people call it, think it's graffiti, but it's art expression. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of the music, uh, the neo soul kind of music. Yes. Sometimes that's taken as as not authentic uh, art, art, you know, uh, artistry, but it is. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and sometimes that that frightens people. What what what's a third area that that is a a struggle for uh, millennials? What they're facing today. I would say I think sometimes the stigma about who millennials are. Like mm-hmm. we could say there's all the problems in the world mm-hmm. but of all things it always falls to be the millennials fault 
but the millennials are standing in the gap of what's missing. So, of course, we're going to be a target, right? Give me an example of what, what, what you mean by that. What, what are um, some of the things that you think that um, people blame this generation? Was it Generation X? Uh, sometimes which, 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 Xer, yeah, 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 Baby Boomer. We yeah. can throw Baby Boomer in there, mm-hmm. too, right? So uh, what are some of the things you think that society is, is kind of blaming millennials for? Well, so... Maybe a good example would be if I kind of share a story that happened. Um, It was, I want to say, about two years ago. And we know the importance of the Women's March and how there was, uh, you know, a great move across the nation. Mm -hmm. And there was a great move here within the state of Indiana as well. Absolutely. Um, Now we could wear our pink hats and go and do that. But if we're saying with words, hey, we're inclusive. And hey, we we want civility for everyone. All right, we're going to put your money where the mouth is and make sure that space is very inclusive for everybody. Um, however, uh, being diverse and uh, will be more than happy to stick up for anybody. I uh, saw that the space for women in our state was not at all inclusive of everybody. So I just started asking questions. And one thing I looked is how people respond to questions is an indicator of truly how pure their intentions are. Mm, So uh, with it, the uh, leaders of this group were not very happy uh, that the fact I started asking questions, I guess Mm -hmm. I started poking a little bit of holes. And instead of from a generational lens, because they were older women, I was everything under the sun excuse-wise as to why I was speaking up for groups that felt like they're excluded, like our women of color, um, members of maybe the LGBT community. Again, mm-hmm. I fall for love. Like, love is love. We, right. we act on the greatest commandment of that love first, right? right? And Absolutely. if anybody feels like there's not equal access, mm-hmm. we got problems. Let's talk about right. it. Yeah, I access w- is not about background. It's right. about what's presented in front of me. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, you know, I felt during that time and journey that I was alone Um, instead of, I think, from an older generation, some like looking to like defend like, no, this is just a a voice that's trying to help everyone. It was automatically like, oh, it's her age. She's just being a a millennial. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. And I'm like, no, I think we're missing the common good. Because you were bringing up trying to love in areas yeah. That some of us have brushed aside. Yes, that's you know that brings me to, and that's a very good story. That's a good example. Good, thank you for answering that. No problem. That leads me to and this is probably our final question today. Okay, and I'll wrap things up. But you, you spoke about justice earlier. Yes, talk to me about um, from your view, Jesus and justice, and how through Jesus we can as a, and as a millennial, mm-hmm. how can you use Jesus to help bring justice? to the community of Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, well, when we think about Jesus, he sacrificed all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, um, either as a millennial or other generations, mm-hmm. from a, a millennial lens, that's, there's this mindset like, Mama, I made it. Like, mm-hmm. I have my degree. I'm, I'm in my job or doing different things. But if we look at Jesus, he was a millennial himself. This is true. He will be considered a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with it, he was able to still make changes and accomplishments 
for the full body of community. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sacrificed a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think more so from um, the millennial lens, mm-hmm. hopefully we see that once we get things, don't be selfish. Mm-hmm. Take that and go give it back to someone else, that and that's is, how that's we powerful. fix community. Yeah, Jesus did that. He 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 addressed several issues facing society in general, but some issues that are facing um, millennials today. Yes, um, he raised a single mother's son from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 dealt with a young uh, woman at the well uh, who had a problem attaching herself herself to relationships with men mm-hmm. and we know that we could we could go down several different paths anyway. as to why but Jesus said I must go through Samaria where she was yes. so that means her condition was an issue for for, for him yes uh, uh, he, he dealt with the uh, issues uh, re- relative to children uh, one of the more famous uh, Bishop uh, T.D. Jakes has made this, you know, uh, as God has used them to help make this famous, but the woman thou art loose concept. Mm-hmm. This was a woman who had various infirmities, mm-hmm. uh, 18 years. Uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood. Yes. Even in, in the same uh, miracle, he, he dealt with a young girl who mm-hmm. early in her life was facing death. Mm-hmm. That death, it, it was physical there, uh, Miss Gervitz, but it can be expanded that a lot of young ladies at 12 years old mm-hmm. are facing bullying, uh, image issues, mm-hmm. and and often it's like a death sentence to them to go to junior high. Yes, you know? yes. So, so, so uh, I, I'm of the notion that the only real change that happens in society is born from principles of Christ. Absolutely. How do you feel about that? Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, just echoing some of the sentiments you mentioned, I was the typical, uh, I guess, millennial, mm-hmm. middle school age. Right. Uh, I just, unfortunately, was always the different one in my spaces. Right. right? And where... Difference. Yeah, always yeah. different. And what I realized, where I could use that as a negative, God was just saying, no, you can be unique. Go be the different person in wow. this space. And uh, I think that leads into a bigger thing, like with just my commitment, like with Christ, is the fact of I will be different. I'm not going to mm. just go and get a house back in Hamilton County. I grew up in Hamilton County. I know what it's like. I would rather go be where I'm supposed to be. Christ led the blind. We can say the blindness is symbolic of leading the blind who just need opportunities, Ugh. navigation back to well, if they have a job or they're needing a better job. Let's show through our lives and what we've accomplished to help others go get that. Um, that I think even that, moving back into the community, like, Ms. let's Gervis, do it. I, I, you, <laughs> you bring up a powerful point right at the end of our end show. Of it, yes. We're going to segue, though. I'm going to. You know what? We're going to have you back next week. Yes. We're gonna have you back next week, and we're gonna we're gonna jump right in right there. Um, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much God for the bless opportunity. You. Yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll be right back with you here on Moves That Matters with my closing thoughts about today, and our powerful guest and all of the energy and and intellect that that goes with her millennial movement. I'll be right back. God bless you. Hi, I'm back. That was a powerful moment. 
powerful segment, uh, helping millennials who are serving others. And so I'm excited about that. I want to close out with, with these thoughts today. We are a fabric. We have to work together. Uh, the, the middle age, the senior has to unite with millennials in order for us to become the type of society that is pleasing to God. And the truth of the matter is, uh, for the, in the African American culture and in oppressed cultures in America, God has never moved, uh, uh at all in civil uh, rights and social justice where he did not use the energy of young people to bring it to pass. Ashley Gervitz exemplifies that kind of energy. I want you to be paying attention to the show Moves That Matter because we're going to be using and integrating this type of energy. I'm going to be starting an additional service at my church that's focused primarily on on uh, the energy and understanding and the learning style of millennials. I'm also having a conference in September on the IUPUI campus, More Than Icons and Images, Serving Millennials Who Serve Others. We're going to be back next week, and Ms. Garvis is going to be with us. We're looking forward to seeing you. Remember this. In life, you're always making moves. Why don't you choose to make your moves moves that matter? I am your host, Dr. Clyde Posley. I'll see you next week. God bless you.